People influence people. Nothing influences people more than a recommendation from a trusted friend. A trusted referral is the holy grail of advertising. Mark Zuckerberg. On today's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with an inspiring entrepreneur who went to extraordinary lengths to sustain her business. She shares her remarkable story of moving into her car and the valuable lessons she learned along the way. That mere skill and competence are not always sufficient for achieving business success. You have the power to be the boss of your own life. I'm your host, Monica Allen. I'm a wife, mom, entrepreneur, best-selling author, lifelong learner, and your biz bestie. I have a love and passion for all things small business. Growing my own company from $700 to over seven figures annually, my goal is to bring you inspiration, business-focused topics and tips, encouragement, and a community that helps you launch, grow, and scale your business, whether you are a dreamer, a side hustler, or a seasoned entrepreneur. You are listening to the Become Your Own Boss podcast. As hip hop celebrates 50 years this year, we here at Zeus's Closet were extremely excited to see some of our custom gear worn recently on the Grammys by rappers from the group Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, pioneers of rap music. Being like a tattoo shop for your clothes, our episode sponsor for this week, Zeus's Closet, has had the pleasure of having custom items worn by the likes of Akon, Rick Ross, the cast of Atlanta, She-Hulk, Black Panther, Creed, and many other notable celebrities. When only the best decorated apparel will do, check out Zeus's Closet at Zeus'sCloset.com, providing custom embroidered and printed gear for all passions of life. My guest today is a true entrepreneur who learned how to build a successful spa business the hard way. After almost failing in her first few months in 2014, when she opened her own spa, she dedicated herself to understanding the crucial principles for creating a thriving and sustainable business. Melissa Ellis is also a licensed master esthetician, licensed aesthetics instructor, and co-founder of Spa Strong, a consulting company that helps beauty professionals and retail establishments double their revenue in as little as 90 days. Melissa began to understand the importance of reaching out to potential clients at the exact moment they are interested in a product or service. This led her to co-found Skimit, a game-changing social media tool that notifies businesses in real time of relevant posts and comments. With Skimit, Businesses can respond promptly and seize opportunities before anyone else. Get ready to be inspired by Melissa's entrepreneurial journey and learn valuable tips on how to grow your business and effectively use social media. Welcome, Melissa Ellis, to the show. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm happy to be here, Monica. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. In the process of learning more about you, I know that you've been on your entrepreneurial journey for several years and that really you're a serial entrepreneur. Tell me about your first business. Oh my goodness. My first business, this was almost 10 years ago and I opened a spa. I am a licensed master esthetician by trade and I had worked in a medical spa before And I thought, oh my God, this is going to be so easy. I know how to do these services. This is great. 
And within four months of going on my own, I had no clients. I had no revenue. Mm-hmm. I was like, this was a huge mistake. And I had to move into my car in order to keep my doors open. The first business started out really rocky, but that experience humbled me and helped me realize a lot of things I needed to do differently. A lot of things that I didn't understand that you can't just be good at the service or manufacturing the product. You have to be good at business as well and understand aspects of business. And so it helped me to be able to turn things around, but I ended up with two locations, multiple streams of revenue. I then transitioned into consulting inside of that space. And now I own a tech company as well. I've grown a lot since that first almost failure of a business 10 years ago. Yeah, you have. Tell me, what would you say were was that turning point that took you from in your car to actually having a successful business? That's a great question. And I I would say there were two things. The first thing was realizing, like having to have some self-awareness and understand the things that I was doing wrong and realize that I didn't know everything. And I thought that I was the kind of person who only did things that I believed I was going to be really successful at at that time. Mm. Like I was very much a perfectionist and I had to learn that first of all, perfectionism was not going to serve me, that I couldn't perfection my way out of this particular situation. And I had to be willing to face rejection and fail. That was one of the biggest things that I had to come to terms with that. The second thing was I randomly and not by meaning to, I found a mentor and he was a serial entrepreneur who really helped me to understand more about business and to understand that I had to put my ego aside and understand that I needed to get visible and get visible by the right people and expand my network. And that was a really big part of me being able to turn things around. Wow. A mentor. I love that one. And I talk about that a lot. When you turned it around or getting visible, what were your steps for doing that part of it? I did everything from going to the mall and passing out flyers to people, to trying to get visible on social media, to running Facebook ads, to hitting up my circle and everybody I knew inside of my Facebook and my phone and everything. I mean, I have tried pretty much everything, I think. And some of it, not in large enough quantities, I will say that, because I think we we make snap decisions sometimes the first time we try a route of getting visible or increasing sales if it doesn't work out perfectly we kind of have a tendency to be like oh this isn't for me and move on to the next thing until we find one that we like doing mm-hmm. and kind of work at that until we get results but one of the biggest things and it for me was word of mouth once i was able to inside of my spa once i was able to get a loyal clientele i hardly ever had to market outside of referrals That was such a big thing for me. And that's where you find your highest quality leads is through word of mouth. Whenever now as a consultant, we work with companies that are not asking for referrals. That's not part of their regular script and client interactions. We're like, hold on a second. You got to stop right now and add this in immediately. But that was a really big part. And then organic social media, just forming relationships through DMs and getting to know people, understanding their pain points and offering them a solution to their problem. Those were two of the biggest things for me. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes we're kind of timid about asking for referrals, but my first business, we grew completely on word of mouth for the first three years. There were no Google ads, none of that stuff. But sometimes, yeah. 
But sometimes we're afraid to ask. But if you've given a great service, ask. They don't have to say yes, but at least you asked, right? Right. And even if they don't say yes, now you've put it into their minds and they'll start thinking about it because sometimes people say, oh no, I don't know anybody just out of an autopilot response. Mm-hmm. But if they see this consistency of every time they come in, you're asking for referrals. They're going to start thinking about it and they're going to start feeding referrals to you, especially as they continue seeing amazing results with whatever it is that you offer. Yeah. I love that advice. That is really good. Now I know that you've launched something new. Tell me about that business and what problem are you trying to solve with that startup? Absolutely. So I recently launched a tech company. It is called Skimit. It's a social media efficiency tool that allows you to laser target relevant conversations on social media so you can be the first to respond about your product or service. It monitors keywords. You select the keywords or key phrases that you want to be made aware of. And let's say inside of Facebook groups to start, then anytime somebody uses one of these keywords or key phrases, you get a notification and you can go in and participate in that conversation, whether it's directly in the group or through a DM or a Facebook message or whatever it may be. It's fantastic because when you think about it, like the average business owner is in over 30 Facebook groups. There's a ton that we're trying to monitor and navigate and keep track of. And that's just Facebook. That doesn't count LinkedIn and all the other groups and platforms that we're a part of. We're spending hours and hours and hours trying to find leads, opportunities, connections, so on and so forth. But we're having to scroll through so much noise to do that. And Skimit allows you to block out the noise and only pay attention to what's actually relevant to you. Okay. And you may have said it and I may have missed it, but a keyword hits and it notifies you to respond or do you already have kind of a response in there for it to post for you? It notifies you to respond. Okay. Okay. Really neat. Yeah. Yeah. So that way you can make sure that it doesn't feel spammy. We want this to feel really authentic and organic. If we just had pre-framed responses, I mean, you could potentially eventually do that. But for now, everything is organic so that you're building those conversations or those relationships, starting those conversations, and you can lead them down your sales script to generate that lead or sell that service or whatever it may be. Right. That sounds like a really cool app. So tell me a little bit more about the app. Is there a cost to it? Are there certain platforms that you start out free and then you purchase more? How does it work? Right now is just in Facebook groups. We'll be rolling into LinkedIn and Instagram and all the other social platforms. Eventually, you won't even have to open another social app if you don't want to, because everything will be right there on your Skimit dashboard. It'll be like the inbox you actually want to check, which is great. The pricing structure, we have three tiers. There's a plan that's free. And inside of that, you get one category of alerts. And then we also have a $19 a month where you get up to 10 alerts and $49 a month, which is unlimited. Let's say, for example, for a consultant, Mm -hmm. You may have one alert that's specific to generating leads. You may have another alert that's specific to selling like your physical or your digital products. You may not have another alert that's specific to getting on podcasts and networking and those kinds of things. It just allows you to kind of categorize and prioritize whatever it is that you're really wanting to focus on. Wow. That is really neat. I may need to get that. (laughs) I'm happy to do a demo with you. It gets you set up. (laughs) <laughs> it's already out. It's in the app store. Yes. You sign up through the website. 
www.skimmit.com. And then there's a companion app. Once you sign up on the site, then you can utilize the companion app or you can work straight from your laptop. Love it. Okay. You went from being in the beauty space to now you're in this tech space. What has been your biggest challenge from that, that leap? I would say seeing myself inside of the tech space because I became really comfortable with seeing myself as the successful beauty entrepreneur and having my spas and now consulting. And I just got comfortable kind of in that. Mm-hmm. But I've always wanted to do more. When this opportunity to co-found this tech company kind of fell into my lap randomly, I was like, you know what? I've got to push myself because my potential is what drives me, like reaching my potential, obviously helping people have success and achieve greater for themselves. Like that's very important, but I have my chip on my shoulder and that's with me, right? Like I've got to be able to challenge myself consistently. And this was, it was like, Hey, you're not just beauty. You're more than that. You're tech, like get in here and make this happen. And I, I've had to reframe my thinking. I've had to reframe my communicating and my messaging because now I'm not just talking to primarily women inside of the beauty industry. I'm talking to a lot of other people and it's been a change and a shift in communication, which I love it. It's been a great challenge and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. It seems to light you up when you talk about it. Yeah. I will say that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it does. I have to agree with you there. Yeah, it really does. I'm kind of going to kind of bounce a little bit, but how are you currently marketing Skim It? We literally just launched like a week ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. So it is brand new. And one of the biggest things that I'm doing right now is working on getting like our first 100 users and 100 founding members so that we can get a lot of great feedback and everything like that. So that's kind of my biggest focus right now. But we are also focusing on getting admins in Facebook groups involved. For all of you listeners, if any of you are Facebook group admins, then definitely talk to me and let's get skim it into your groups because it's going to benefit you so much, but it's also going to benefit your users. And focusing on the admins, joining Facebook groups, interacting, building, relying on the network that I've already built and the connections, referrals, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. That's been a big part of it. And then we're also you know, utilizing things like this, like podcasts and press opportunities and events. And I mean, it's visibility. It's all about visibility. And Skimit is about getting you visible as well. And it's just getting in front of people who are wanting to solve this problem of wasting time on social media and not seeing a return on the time that you spend. Right. And I think that's so important for business owners, because I know for me, I enjoy social media from a social perspective, but at the same time, I don't have a lot of time for that piece of it. It really needs to benefit my business in some way at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned admins of groups. I'm thinking with this particular technology, you're going to get some really good feedback because imagine how much feedback you're missing out on because people just don't even know that that question was posed. You know what I mean? Because I don't get a chance to go into my Facebook groups very often because I'm busy doing other business related things. Yeah. There's a lot of missed opportunity and there's even a feature inside of Skimit for the admin to send a message to everybody inside of the group who's using Skimit to guarantee that people don't miss if there's a specific announcement or there's a post that 
you've asked for a response and you're not getting it, then you can just mm. it to send it out to everybody to maintain effective and consistent communication with all the members of your group as well. We're solving multiple problems. With- yeah, you definitely are. That sounds really, really good. What's something that you kind of learned early on from your first business, let's say, that you've taken and carried into this business? Oh, so many things. But I would say, I mean, we've been talking so much about visibility and I think that's probably the biggest thing that's on my mind right now. And Mm -hmm. looking back on how the reason that I ended up living in my car wasn't because I wasn't good at the services. I knew how to do the service as well. It was that not enough people knew who I was and what I was offering. Now I keep that. I'm like, okay, I've changed my financial situation. I'm not really concerned about living in my car anymore. Now the biggest concern is mediocrity. Mm. And the last thing that I want is for skim it to end up being just this like mediocre thing, right? Now it's a different kind of fear that drives me. And I feel like it's a healthy fear, the push to be visible and to make sure that I don't end up living in my car again, so to speak. Yeah. Is really what I carry over into this now. Wow. I love that so much. What would you tell, if you could go back and tell your younger self anything, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself to not be afraid of no. And a lot of times no is just not right now Mm -hmm. when it comes to business, right? Like talk to people and they, when you first pitch something to them and they're like, no, that's okay. I'm not interested. They're not interested right now because maybe you don't have the right message or you ha- you don't have enough social proof yet, or they just aren't in a time where they're available to collaborate with you or give you the 10 minutes that you need to do the demo or whatever it means. It's okay to hear no. Use the data. Try again later. Make changes if you need to. But no is a tool that helps you to do better and to get a yes next time. That was so meaty, Malia. <laughs> That was so meaty. Gosh, there were so many, so many tips and takeaways just in that response. But I'll do those at the end of the show because okay. those were those are so so good. What's one tip? And this may be the same tip actually that you would share with an aspiring entrepreneur that may be living in their car at this point, whether that's a metaphorically or seriously living in their car at this point. What's a tip you would give them? Definitely. I mean, what we've been talking about, just put yourself out there, figure out who is your ideal self, what rooms are they in that Mm. future version of you, that seven figure, eight figure, whatever version of you that you want to be, who do they associate with? Where did they meet those people and do everything you can to put yourself in that room? If you have the option to, I mean, hopefully this isn't your situation. But like, if you're living in your car and one thing that I did, because I was silly, I was living in my car and I couldn't afford to eat. So I'm like, I'll just get a like venti coffee every single day because that'll fill me up with a lot of sugar and I'll have coffee and then I'll have energy to get through my day. And that was kind of like my routine. Now I wish that I had kind of saved that money. And instead of going and just like going through the Starbucks drive-thru and spending $7 that I didn't have for a coffee every single day, that I would have saved some of that money and gone maybe two nights a week to a really nice restaurant and sat at the bar and ordered like a classy martini and started talking to people there and kind of putting myself into the room where I could potentially meet people 
who could mentor me or who did have connections or who did know people or have the problem that I could solve for them. So think about who do you want to be and show up as that person and be, get visible in those spaces. Mentioning your mentor, how did you find your mentor? That is a really great and a little embarrassing of a, a question for me. I mentioned that I was living in my car. I didn't really have any money for food. Honestly, I would swipe on Tinder every day to see if I could find somebody who would take me to dinner that night so I could have a meal. And I ended up meeting him on Tinder and we had like a situation ship kind of, but the thing was that he bought and sold companies. That's what he did. And I had never met anybody like him. And he started just talking to me about, Hey, you need, you should change this in your business and you should read this book. And what is your purpose and what is your vision? And all these things that I hadn't really thought about before. And I would watch him have these business meetings and I would watch him talk about business and talk about the people that he knew. And it really set like set the stage for me. And I would think he makes all of this money and he owns all these businesses. Why not me? I'm just as smart as he is. I'm just as capable as he is. Like it blew my mind that I was living in my car and he had this whole life. And that really helped to motivate me. It wasn't like a necessarily like a competition kind of thing with him, but it was like, why not me? There's no reason that I can't be just as, if not more successful than this person. He helped me a ton. It was great. That is so good. That is so good. So that makes me want to ask you this. And interestingly enough, I've never asked anyone this question, but how did you grow up as a kid? Like, did you have other entrepreneurs around you at all? Because you mentioned he would talk to you in a way that you've never heard before. What was your surrounding like as you grew up? I grew up in a very religious household. And it was it was kind of that, I would say, negative money mindset where mm. money is really hard to come by and God loves like humble, broke, hardworking, struggling people, you know, that kind of mentality. And my dad was very much like, what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? Let's figure out how to make it happen. But there was never a discussion on you know, making money or really, it was like, find your passion and figure out how to lead it, but not really a lot of guidance around that because they weren't given a lot of guidance around that. Mm -hmm. I had to figure those things out on my own. And I had to reverse a lot of the negative money mindset. And I had to not feel guilty about wanting to be successful and being a woman. And, you know, rather than I'm going to go marry the CEO, I'm going to go be the CEO, you know, that kind of thing. There was there was a lot yes. that I have to try to work through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I love that. Wow. It's interesting how things in our childhood can kind of impact us in adulthood, right? And, you know, I grew up, I didn't necessarily grow up in church a lot. I did go to church, but my husband, however, is a PK. He was in the church every Sunday several times during a Sunday, maybe. And he talks about that, just, you know, money being evil and, you know, having to break those thoughts and those chains off of you so you can actually let go of that. Wow. You talking about your mentor just made me think of that question. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Of course. Of course. Skim It is live. It's been live a week and you are out there being visible How's it going as far as getting to that hundred people? 
what are your next steps? It is going. I mean, I am pretty much everybody that I know knows about Skimit. And if they don't yet, that's my fault. I take full accountability and I'm going to change it ASAP. But I mean, it's just talking to everyone and nailing down demos with everybody. I would love to sit down with every single one of your listeners and walk them through how to use the platform, strategize with them on how can they leverage it to get the most use and fit it into their specific market and industry. And honestly, it would help me a lot to be able to get those reps in and practice onboarding people and helping them recognize the benefit of the tool. But that's where my focus is right now in the one-to-one and the one-to-many demos with both ad Facebook group admins and users, and it's going well. Everybody that I've been able to sit down and show it to has recognized the value and has been excited about it. So that's a really big win for me. Love it. Well, I'm going to tell my listeners right now, I'm going to sign up for a demo with Melissa. And that way I can tell you more about it. And then we'll put in the show notes how you can sign up for a demo with her as well. Perfect. Thank you so much, Monica. Melissa, thank you so much for being here with me today. This has been a great conversation. It has been great. I've loved it. Thank you for sharing your time and your platform with me. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa, for coming on the podcast. You know, one of the reasons I love doing this, even though I've been in business for a bit over 21 years, I am still learning. And with every single podcast interview, I learn something. I have some takeaways. And I want to share with you my takeaways from my interview with Melissa today. Number one is actually, this could probably be like top, top of business takeaways because so many times, especially if you're creative, you're really good at something. And that's really great. But That is not enough for you to be successful in business because you either have to hire someone who knows the other stuff or, and usually you can't afford this in the beginning, so you have to learn how to also do the other things such as market your business, manage your finances, handle your customers getting emails and follow-ups and all those things. So Knowing your craft is great, but it's not enough to run a successful business. Number two, ask for referrals. And I'll take this another step. Not only ask for referrals, but also ask for testimonials. Ask for Google reviews. If you know that your customer had an extremely satisfying experience with your service or product, ask them for a testimonial. And then you can go on and ask them if perhaps they know someone else who can need your service They can get a coupon if they send a referral your way. We actually do this in our Greek business. If someone sends us a referral or they reference someone that referred them to us, we actually send that customer who referred their friend to us a gift card so they can shop again. But also we want to say thank you to them for actually thinking of us and referring us to their friend or to their colleague. Additionally, when a customer comes into our retail stores, if they are very, very happy with their product and we can see that, we will ask them for a review. And we do this one of two ways. Ethan created a QR code a couple of months ago so they can scan and leave a review that way. And before the QR code, we actually would send them a text, thank them for shopping with us and ask them to leave us a quick review on Google. 
I can honestly say that many times when I ask people how they heard about us, they will tell us or they will tell me that they found us on Google and we had exceptional reviews and that is why they are standing before me. So those reviews are key. Those reviews or testimonials, whatever you want to call them, they are crucial for your business. So don't be afraid to ask for them. I also love what Melissa stated about challenging yourself consistently. So this is another takeaway. We can do hard things, but sometimes it's easier for us to stay in our comfort zone. But truthfully, we don't grow inside our comfort zone. We grow outside of our comfort zone. So challenging ourselves, putting us putting ourselves in positions to not be as comfortable as we would prefer allows us to grow and be more successful. Number four, in order to have a successful business, visibility is key. It is so important that you put yourself out there. It is important, crucial that people know what you do. They know why your business exists. They know what problem you solve, what services you provide, what products you provide. So question for you, do people around you, not just your family and close friends, but do other people that you meet know what you do? If not, be sure to share that because even though they may need, they may not need your service or product at that moment, they may be able to send someone else your way down the road. Lastly, don't be afraid of no. We have to be willing to put ourselves out there. And sometimes when we do, we will be told no. We've been told no from our parents. We've been told no in our businesses. I can remember when we wanted to get a commercial space and we were told no a number of times, but we didn't give up. We kept pushing. We went to another bank and we went to another bank and finally we met a banker who could see the vision. And, you know, perhaps looking back on it, maybe in those first uh, first no's that we received, we actually revamped some things. I'll be honest, I don't really remember. I don't remember if we went back and redid our executive summary or what we changed. But the last banker that we did meet, he could see the vision. He could understand where we were coming from. And he kept pushing for us, even though he got no a couple of times as well. And finally, we got a yes. But what I love that Melissa shared with us is that, you know, no is a data point. It does allow us to learn. It gives us an opportunity to learn, to take something away, perhaps to make something better and ask questions. Was our marketing message not on point? Was it just not the right time for the customer? Is there a particular problem that we're trying to solve that we need to approach differently to meet the need of that customer? So no is not a bad thing. It can be a lot of learning done in the word no. Oh, and I almost forgot one. Never stop learning. If you didn't grow up in an entrepreneurial family like me, or even if you did, you know, read books, listen to podcasts, get a mentor, go to seminars, conferences. Either way, if you're running a business, you have to find a way to keep learning. Things change. Things are moving fast. Now you have AI, there's ChatGPT and other open source AI programs. You need to know about these things. And if you're stuck inside your four walls, not getting out, not meeting new people, not challenging yourself to learn new things, you're going to get left behind. So that being said, 
figure out how do you continue your learning process. And I wanted to add this one because at the very beginning, I mentioned you can be really, really good at something. You think about it. And I meant, I mentioned creatives, but let's say you're a doctor or you're a lawyer and you're really great at your practice, but you may not have all of the back end stuff, the financials and the marketing that I mentioned before. But if you have a quest for knowledge and you never stop learning, then you can learn those things until you can hire someone to, to help you with those things. Thanks so much for listening today. I am grateful for you. If there were some additional takeaways that you discovered in this episode and that I missed, please feel free to send me a message on Instagram at become your own boss podcast. I would love to hear yours. Also, I did have an opportunity to do a demo with Melissa. I am super excited. She's going to take some time to help me figure out some keywords and to figure out some Facebook groups that may be perfect for me to be a part of and for me to use Skimit. And so I will give you all some future updates on that and how it's going. Very excited to try out this new app, though. Please do take a moment to like, follow, subscribe, and share the podcast. Share this episode with a friend or family member or a fellow entrepreneur. And lastly, don't forget to write a written review because if you do, this is the last week to be entered into a $50 Amazon gift card giveaway. So make sure you go over and do that on Apple and that way you will be entered into that drawing. Actually, lastly, lastly, take a moment to pop over to monicaallen.com and join the Become Your Own Boss community. Now, I spoke earlier about finding a way that you want to continue learning more and more about business so you can grow. Of course, this podcast is here for you, but also the Become Your Own Boss community is here for you as well. So make sure you pop over and join that. And last but not least, now is the time. Now is the time for you to level up, leave a legacy, and become your own boss.